Hi there. Never too much podcast. We'll get the levels figured out someday. Ooh, nice uh, Subaru uh, station wagon just stopping in the middle of the street and picking someone up. Uh, maybe it's an Uber. I don't know. Not, not a lot of Uber pickups in my area. How you doing? It's Kelly. It's the Never Too Much Podcast. It's uh, 3.32 on the island, in the island of Manhattan. I'm here in Indiana where it is 64 and sunny. Uh, the gentleman in the uh, previously mentioned Subaru <clears throat> has his window down and his uh, elbow out the hole where the window used to be. They've let planes back in the air. Uh, because everyone here follows both of us on Twitter. Hey, buddy, I'm going to close this. Good boy. They saw that I did the Apple uh, screenshot of the weather and how it's 65 and balmy in Indianapolis and it's a skeets. Because we were talking about that at the one of the events the other day. Uh... But I was going to be 60 this week in the Midwest because uh, that's what it does. The snow is beautiful. It was 3,000 words, okay? And I don't expect you to to go. When I, when I send these things, I'm like, just put it up on a tab and get to it when the heck ever. I don't want you to have to, like, run through it. It's not homework. Read some now. Read some later. Read some never. Have fun. Read it out of order. That's how all of these are supposed to go. I wrote behind the box score for years knowing that people weren't reading all 5,900 words of it. It's because you just go to your team and maybe another team and that's it. And you're about to scroll away and you see uh, like there's a George Kennedy reference and you stop to see why and you see why and you read it and you still don't see why and it doesn't make any sense, but you're glad you stopped. That's what I'm here for. It's a diversion. I didn't really have an idea where to start. There was just quite a bit of NBA happening, and uh, I finally have a bit of space in the house. And uh, the Doc Rivers stuff, we can't pretend that J.J. Redick was not out there saying everything that everyone was saying on Twitter all weekend over Doc Rivers saying Oh, it really was really tough that I took over the team midseason and uh, should have waited till the All Star break. Like, look, you were in charge of all of that. Every every bit. We don't need to pile upon. But I, I have to step back. This is cable TV. This is stuff made for people that are, I'm 43, I turned 44 in three months, my age and older. It is not for youth, it is often not for people my age. It is for the people that still have cable and are checking in and don't have to make an effort to have it on there. And what we're letting them do is these clipped 
you know, like who are the fellas that do nothing but but clip videos from Newsmax and Fox all day, and then none of us watch that. Even those of us who may be conservatives in the room don't watch that. But they still put it on the internet, and we all get very angry at it because it's ridiculous. Not it's cable, it's cable television. It's been around for as long as I have, which in the grand scheme of media or life is not long, in spite of my age. And I have to take a, I have to stop getting angry at it while still expecting better from it. Its reach, its grasp is lessening. This may be the strongest hold ESPN ever has on the NBA, and I am disappointed that this is what it's doing with it. Kendrick Perkins, mostly. Stephen A. Smith, mostly. There is not enough NBA, and there are not enough sports to fill up 24 hours of cable seven days a week, even if you augment it with actual sporting events. There is not enough NBA to fill up afternoons every day, even in January, February, March, April, May, June. There just isn't. Looking at the, at the uh, cannot ever pronounce this name because I am not a broadcaster, clearly the Chiron, Cron, the, 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 the ticker underneath, when you see what these fellas are actually discussing, why Kevin Durant is not considered a circular thinker when he should be a spherical thinker on top of what have we already talked about that I missed? Top 100 players named Bill. Like what what how many things did we have to go through to get here or did we just lead with this oh so many words to use and uh I'm just going to have some more caffeine. So I, I I won't stop expecting more, but I do have to remind myself that it's cable, it's on the outs, it's not it anymore. It is over the hill and it is heading down. It's not too far from the top of the hill, but it is heading down and its only idea, ESPNs, is to just say ridiculous things on air and let it into the wild. And it's just two people having a, a social media discussion about basketball and it's on TV so it gets credit it, it somehow deserves credibility or uh is passed along as content when there is nothing in the bag there are no ingredients in there i know that's doc rivers's son i know that's a Ball player who used to play with Doc Rivers, whom he's responding to. I know there's a ball player on Twitter that is still active who recently played with. Don't care. There is nothing there. Whatever you think is true, whatever they think is to sell cable subscriptions and make people think that they have to get back on this instead of ESPN, as it is for a lot of us, being something you have to make an effort to try to watch or 
be a part of. You have to go through your various streaming ideas. You have to figure out what type of ESPN content you on uh, which umbrella it is under. Uh, without even getting into the illegal end of it, or just do I go over to Grandma's house? She's got that coax. But this is the best time to be an NBA fan. I'm not going away from that. I rip on sports writers that I grew up with all the time. They're not around anymore. They're not writing anymore. You know, they're they're not the people that you know from from the 90s and 80s. They're not Jack McCallum. Right? They're not people who are relevant. Their names I can't recall. <clears throat> And you have that paired with Steve Jones Jr. And everything else that is on social media that helps. It actually helps. It makes you reconsider. It's been two-thirds of a season. Those stats should mean something. Wow, what a great point I just read online. Like, we've got generation upon generation of people that are doing it. All at once. Shout out to Nets Daily. And every other kid, okay? I wasn't at the uh, media scrums at All-Star because parking was not free. So I didn't. I did not go down. I just tried to scribble notes and hung out with my wife and cats and dogs. And uh, so I wasn't around for the cute TikTokers with... Uh, teenage haircuts walking around and saying stupid things uh, that'll go away it all does and uh, they won't have that haircut forever and they won't be asking that question forever and they won't be in sports media forever and the NBA doesn't really care because they know that the people that are have been flown out the, the media types that are at All-Star Weekend will still get their question in to Ball George about what it means to be playing in his 90s. Yeah, I no, no, I wasn't around for any of that. I uh, had a great time. Spent 100 bucks on parking. Uh, free hat. Free non-alcoholic beer. Uh, they gave you little tokens. Not tokens. They gave you... Uh, free concession tickets. I can look at them because I didn't use all of them because I kind of screwed up. I was planning to get some peanut M&Ms to go and you couldn't use it. In the, It was a great time. It was a great time. Uh, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I hope that came through in the piece I sent out. Thank you for those that read it. Uh, indulged. Shockingly, that was much longer. But we got it down to three. Doc is also talking about, let's look at this quote. Talking about how the Paul George deal did wonderful things for the Clippers and the uh, Thunder. Yay. 
I mean, seriously, color me absolutely pleased that Paul George is out there kicking butt and that we have another great basketball team to deal with. None of us want these teams to stink. No one wanted the Nets to be bleh. No one wanted uh, the Philly Harden experiment to blurt. So for the Clippers to be running this, as I've tried to put across since that uh, George Kennedy article back then, would be great for the league and fun for everyone. And so far, so fun. So uh, I haven't brought it, it up to Kawhi. Are you sure? Doc Rivers recalled. Continue quote, the old quote, the 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 when I ra- raised my voice to say, "Are you sure?" That was my. I should have gone. Are you sure? Oh, I can't do Doc Rivers. I can't, it turns out I can't do Doc Rivers. Now maybe if I practiced it before the podcast, I could do. But I've never really attempted a Doc Rivers, and it came out. Um, who was that number two guy that was always next to Doc Rivers? That sounded like him. Mostly with the Celtics. Uh, we'll figure that out later. Are you sure? I think Shea is going to be an amazing player. It may take a year or two, but I think you're underestimating how good Shea is going to be. So what does that mean? So he was telling Kawhi we don't need to trade for Paul George? Because you have Shea? Uh, okay. That's possible, and you know there is some hedging because Paul George, a decade ago, and five years before this conversation, which Doc Rivers recalls, we are in no position to doubt it. Uh, Paul George broke his leg, like broke his leg. So it's understandable to go. I have a 21-year-old or whatever Gilgis was. Uh, we tried to hop on every. Shade bandwagon we could at second arrangement his first couple of years it was just obvious I didn't expect it would be MVP styled but I was trying to think about it earlier I I had no frame of reference he wasn't going to be plucky he wasn't going to be smooth it wasn't going to be a novelty it wasn't Delon Wright but it wasn't Dwayne Wade but it turned out to be Dwayne Wade uh, so that's a fun thing. Just next time you can't think of a comp for a player you really dig, you can now just expect they're going to be an MVP. <clears throat> Doc says, I didn't argue the decision or anything, but I brought it up. I just thought, is there any way we can do this deal without putting Shea Gilgis Alexander in it? Seems like an awfully appropriate time. Here comes that Subaru again. Window's still down. His passenger is gone. Okay. All right. We're 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 getting somewhere. Or or we've gone somewhere and we'll never come back. Doc Doc is different. Doc is just he retired as a player, and then weeks later he was on the TNT broadcast because they had the Olympic um, pre-trials where they play in NBA arenas and they'd bring Doc Rivers in to do a, a game with Vern Lundquist or Bob Neal or whomever it was. And like he was just immediately. And then he was everywhere on Turner, and then he was a coach right away. No assistant coach, no anything. And then he was 
back to Turner after a miserable start to a season in Orlando, and then he goes right to the Celtics. Like, no other, like, washout coach. I understand he won the, the coach of the year's first year in Orlando, but no other washout coach gets that right away. But he did. This is not that Doc Rivers is a fraud argument. It's been bashed about ESPN page two twenty years ago. I, I don't I don't need to get into that. But it is a remarkable career that I'm having the most fun with. I don't feel as bad because the Bucks already got their ring. Milwaukee already got its ring. So sorry, Wisconsin. And and now we're after uh, Giannis's brother for no reason. And Pat Bev's response to that is, you know, these guys that are ripping on him, they couldn't beat him one on one. That's not the argument to make. That is not. That's not where you should go with this. That the fellas on on social media can't beat him one on. It should be like raise raise it a bit. There is a cool clip of Pat Bev talking about how uh, Thanasis... Oh, I didn't mean to be a jerk there. Giannis' brother looked up to him when they played in uh, Olympiacos. And uh, I don't... uh, don't, Every great team has had that sort of player at the end of the bench. You absolutely... Again, not a diss that he's not playing, but you need someone who's fresh in practice in run-throughs. You need someone who's willing to act all sweaty when no one wants to deal with this and they don't think they need to do it, but all of a sudden, here's this guy going. You need someone who knows all the plays in practice. You need someone who's going to be not so much slapping butts on the bench, but the stuff we don't see. A reason for the season. And it's in a way, a bummer that it, he shares the same last name. But in also in a way, it's great because that's a great last name. I love it. I love to type it out. I love to cut and paste it into Google and go, gosh, is it looking weird to me for a second? No. That's how you spell it. It's in 2013. <clears throat> But this isn't like a Steve Scheffler, Jack Haley take. Although those, that was there with them too. Not not every spot on a roster has to be for some bodacious prospect that we got a real feeling about. You need someone to work in the mailroom, and that's where your uh, ne'er-do-well brother comes in. I'm not saying... He's a ne'er-do-well. Seems like the opposite, actually. Seems like he's an all-do-well. I didn't expect to see the single-digit PER when I looked him up earlier today, uh, but then I noticed he's got like a 33% turnover rate. But who? Who? Who and who and what? Why? And who needs it, really? It 
anything else in Indy? The Guy Fieri thing was hilarious. <laughs> I can't move. Because <laughs> he's being a sweetheart. And I don't... When I walk around at stadium, whether it's All-Star, uh, something like this, or or a regular game, like I'm wearing a blazer. I look a little different. I look a lot different no matter what I'm wearing. But I like the stuff. I don't want anyone to go, that's a press person. I'm trying to not be, to have, get that second glance ever. Uh, I like to be around people when they're acting normal. And, because uh, it's also the letdown that no one's going to ever recognize. I went into the no dunks thing, and I was late because it took like four hours to drive and get the credential and then get to no dunks and i had to get the credential first because i wanted to go to the rising stars after no dunks and i took off as early as i could and it still wasn't enough walked into no dunks went right to the bar ordered my delicious non-alcoholic beer and uh, was recognized right away by by a person i was too shy to even look in the eyes and uh if that person's listening uh thank you for being such a sweetheart uh that that you know that's a nice little shot to the uh to the ego but when i'm walking around games no one's gonna do you remember the websites? Remember the websites? I used to be with one of the the websites. I was a web.com guy. Or they'll see, if they do see my press credential, they'll be like, Kelly Dwyer, she sounds super hot. I don't need that. I don't need that. So we walk, uh, we walk without it. And, uh, It was uh, it 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 was a the kid. They were just everyone was having the, the time of their lives. Oh yeah, so like guy was not like oh like this guy has a laminate and he's waiting to get out. So I'm just going to be the nicest person in the world for four or five minutes. Uh, it's a it's it's like the most unlikely part of the stadium. Not not a I have no idea why he came through that way that sort of thing. It was just uh Kelly, you need you need to end a paragraph with something you don't have enough of the funny things that you saw or at least all the notes that you had of them are inscrutable. So if you did see you know, Chandler Fry <coughs> doing cartwheels or something, Channing Fry. No, I saw Channing Fry waiting with me for 20 minutes for the same freight elevator. Uh and uh laughing with the rest of us because you couldn't do anything but when someone will accidentally tow the line on the freight elevator, turning the alarm off and making it have to go wait. And despite everything, everyone seemed to be in the nicest mood. And, uh, again, every night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, two different arenas, three different crowds, they were having the time of their lives. There was there was no unease from the crowd during the ickiness of the actual basketball. When I don't know what it was like watching at home. Why would you watch at home? Did you watch? Uh, but just, oh, can we get a game out of this, please? Okay, cool. Three-pointer. It's down to 17. Oh, they've already dunked. <laughs> like... But the crowd wasn't. It didn't care, and it wasn't like there was nonstop uh, t-shirt cannon action. It was it was just 
uh, an all-star game with superstars everywhere. And some of them were doing interesting things. So I was proud to represent the second arrangement. That was my first all-star game in any form or fashion. Uh, I've driven, I've been in the areas with them at the last uh, Laker one and the Bulls one recently. But did not attend. I just, I, that massive humanity is fun for me. It, it, it always will be. Hoops I've redrafted 2003. I'm only three in and I'm already upset. They took Carmelo over Chris Bosh, three over four. I don't want a George Carly here, but Carme- but Chris Bosh can play center. Like center, the the one in the middle, yeah. And he he won't be upset if he doesn't get more than a couple shots in a quarter, if the third quarter doesn't go his way or something. And uh, he can shoot just as well from three, if not better, and also a bunch of rebounds and blocks and steals and a two-way ball player. I don't think that's a shocking... Uh, Thing to say. David West at five. Who did he go? Oh, six. Kyle Corver at six. Mo Williams at seven. Jose Calderon at eight. Boris Jow at nine. Did Kirk Heinrich make the top ten? No. Leandro Bowes at ten. Came at 11. Josh Howard at 12. Cause it, what? Because he made one all star team. Zaza Pachulia. Zero rebounds in 28 minutes. Okay, so we got to go all the way down to 14 for Kirk Heinrich. I mean, everyone had bangs back then. It's not it's not his thing. Nick Collison. TJ Ford. Luke Ridenauer. Whom Jay Billa said cannot guard the chair I'm sitting in. Kendrick Perkins, Steve Blake, always had a foot on the line. Marquise Daniels, one of the cooler players of all time. Real genuinely like a Shea Gilgis-Alexander type. So I guess that's it. Just no, 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 Anthony over over Bosch. So okay, I'll try to take it easier on ESPN because it's it's not it's not for us. Or maybe I should stay heavy on them. Uh, I like to have things explained to me. Like I am I am lazy and old school. I I like it off my TV, not off my TV. It's usually off a laptop. But the, the idea of TV, explain it to me. You know, like that Liz Fair song. So I'm not going to give up. And, uh... And I don't really have an issue with J.J. Reddick saying what he did, because, like, Doc, you you don't have to say yes to everything. I, I agree you are an ambassador, and you have to take, uh... 
the uh, spotlight off the fact that you just lost to the Grizzlies, and uh, you are soon going to have to vouch for Dame Lillard's defense because that is a legit thing that isn't anyone's fault but Dame's or Dame's however many years old legs. But this is not the way to go out because Milwaukee doesn't make excuses. Midwest doesn't make excuses, and Maywood, Doc, should know. Matt Bonner, James Jones, Travis Outlaw, Mikel Petrus, whom we considered for the Bulls before uh, the Jay Williams. The Jay Williams thing happened... Close to where I used to live, area I'm awfully familiar with. The bus doesn't come, you have to walk past it. And I uh, wasn't living in that area at the time, but was reading Real GM at the time on the message board when someone said, hey, Jay Williams just got in a motorcycle accident in a... in the north side of Chicago. No. Yep. Didn't think they'd take a point guard. That seemed a little on the nose. But you know, we're John Paxson. We're gonna we're gonna draft for need in this scenario. Uh meant what I said about the All Star game. Was was scanned all the stuff and I, I cannot believe that, that the rest of the NBA scribes are not seeing what I see when it comes to the real real point of anger with some of these stateside players you get LeBron in his last all-star game or second to penultimate I'll I'll start saying it if they would go to USA versus the world I'll start saying penultimate again but you get LeBron in like one last big all-star game where he's going up against international players if you're not seeing the unease for these stateside NBA fellows that have to hear Bill Walton talk about, well, who do you like watching? Well, if it's not Nikola, I like watching uh, Donkic. Who and who do you like watching before that? Steve Nash. Oh, are we seeing a theme here? Bill Walton, by the way, was, I don't know what you could tell by the TV, but he was he was in on it. Larry Bird left mentally somewhere before tip-off, uh, but left somewhere, I think, midway through the fourth quarter. The traffic leaving the game on Sunday, it was, there was none of it. <laughs> Just none of it. Uh, NBA All-Star will never have an experience like that again. It, they just won't. Uh, uh, a, a columnist for Oklahoma City mentioned that they have to have a certain number of nonstop flights and international flights leaving the airport. And uh, let me tell you, old Ronald Reagan around here, he ain't got that in him. Uh, but Indianapolis was, uh, or as Nicola used to call it, Indianapolis was uh, kind of grandfathered in because they got the all-star berth in 2017 when Lawrence O'Brien was still the commissioner and uh, had it moved back because of the uh, pandemic, which is still ongoing. But you won't see it in a smaller city like this again. And uh, I was just delighted with it. All I did was walk around. Uh, all I did was try to see 
as many smiling faces as I could and try to understand why they were smiling. Usually it's because of Shaq. I, I love Shaq so much. We all do. But yeah, U.S. players and international players hate each other. So, so let's market that and make a game out of it because they'll 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 go at it. They will absolutely go at it, right? And certain players are going to want to switch sides. Like Shangun, he's going to want to be on the U.S. team. Like that, he's just I don't really like. I mean, I I feel I've always felt very. He's going to be like that. You know? Shay, he's in Canada. You know, he went to Kentucky. He's going to—he's not going to feel conflicted like Shangun because it won't be a stylistic thing for him. He'll just be like, I don't know if anyone knows I'm not from the U.S. Like, I keep bringing it up as much as possible, and they drape that Canadian flag over me. And I, uh, Yeah, but do people know? Yeah, so go with that. And 33 three-pointers per game. Like, I'm sorry, but it's too. It's, we're really good at it, and I don't want them to move the line back or do some dumb, hey, let's make it so there's more misses. No. Make it so they have to pay attention to the ones they shoot, and then they spend the rest of the game, because teams are now taking 40 three-pointers a game, so they have to take 10 or a dozen or 15 extra possessions and concentrate on two-pointers and free throws. And that'll be fun. That'll be different. It won't be all Dwayne Wade trying to get slapped on those way up to the line. It's going to be old school. Let's pack it in and go from there. And if they are can't help but give up an open, you know, suddenly we're going to have be people left open at the three-point line. So you're going to have more defense because you wouldn't want to leave your DFSs open. Should we talk about the Nets? Let's talk about the Nets. Like, of course, they're not going to worry about coaching money. You shouldn't worry about coaching money. The stuff coming out about the Bucks paying X amount of dollars to Griffin and Budenholzer and Rivers, so what? So absolutely what? It doesn't count against the cap. doesn't count against the tax. And that's nothing to these owners. Uh, the the thing I would say, as they search for a coach who isn't Kevin Holly, if that will be the case, every GM wants to make a cool hire. Kevin Holly would be a cool hire. Watching that guy in 97, 98, going, that guy is not great, but he looks like a coach. If you... If money is not an option to your owner, do you want the coach that isn't moved by five million and isn't sure if they want to go there or four million, but is will go there for six point four and then seven point? You know, would, do you want the one that's going to be moved by money, or do you want the one that would pay to have that job and really wants to? turn something around and yeah it's the Nets but it's an NBA team and let's do this or take it a deeper thing we have an owner with unlimited pockets and 
what we think is a ahead of the game progressive general manager and a million draft picks to counter the million draft picks that they're giving out. So there's all sorts of weird, wily options that they have. And they seem to really like the roster because they're hanging on to it for some reason. Like I get it. You don't have your pick this year, but not getting something for D- things, little things like that. And Budenholzer has, uh, did not have the easiest last couple of years. So, you know, do you want someone who's in recovery from a lot of pain putting his head down and, and disappearing into the business of ball again? Is that, you know, your best and brightest option? Poor guy. Um, I I do not care at all if Kevin Ali... Uh, hired uh, 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 horse chariots to lead his Connecticut Huskies from class to class. I I do not care how many whoppers with cheese he bought them. It it does not matter to me in the NBA. <laughs> that stuff does not matter. Uh, I'm not going to say bring Kelvin Sampson in, but his his past with UConn, I don't even recall what he did or more specifically what he did what Yukon did and he was around for and they got caught for. Uh, you know. Ben Simmons kills again. You know, there was a lot of activity on that team. And I, I you're always hesitant to take the first leak, which was they turned all their plays to be Ben Simmons twirl-o-ramas around the dribble handoffs. But it kind of looked that way, too. Uh, but there was activity. They weren't standing around. They weren't... There was stuff happening. And, you know, he was not sitting on his hands in terms of rotations, and at least from an outsider perspective. Uh, but it wasn't working. So I don't mind. So yeah, thirty-three game. You get you get in a bunch of possessions which concentrate on really cool twos. God forbid, maybe even some post ups and up and unders and uh, uh, cuts off the ball. Or you know maybe back to this '90s basketball that everyone wants to seem to get back to, which is uh, four people on one side of the court and six people on the other side of the court just standing around. You want that so much because Michael Jordan, you might get it out of it if we limit it to 33 a game. And then we won't have to be worried when all these scores at 150. But we're like, but the the efficiency, it's 122 per 100. And the overall is, yeah, yeah. we The players did exactly what we asked them to do. They got great. They went off and really learned how to play that basketball. And we may have to limit it without criticizing it or without making it harder. We just have to make them interested in different things because it's illegal to be interested in three-pointers after you've attempted 33 of them in a game. Thank you for reading all of it. Thank you for... uh, 
taking the time out of your weekend when you could have just been flipping around YouTube or paying attention to your better half or, God forbid, getting some cleaning done. Uh, you know, for sitting in and having fun with the same stuff that we have fun with. Every bit of Mac McClung. Boy, Jalen Brown sure did try to ruin the weekend, didn't he? Even in the, it, less so on Saturday night, but more Sunday night for me when he just, he seemed to be the answer guy. And every single, uh, every single Western run to try to make a game of it, it almost felt like the East was like, yeah, why don't we, why don't we just kind of whip this possession around and maybe try to bank in a three from. Jalen was like, no, let me just run, take the most efficient shot possible, and in the process, almost take the MVP away from Tyrese and or Dame. Yes, they were upset. The boos, they were there. I looked around. I couldn't tell where they were coming from. I mean, they may not have been Pacer diehards. It just may have been local people that got tickets. It was a weird, different crowd but yeah the, there were more kids <clears throat> and I go to a lot of Pacer games so there are always a lot of uh, youngins walking, running around never so many with expensive uniforms on uh, but you couldn't stay well I couldn't uh, just because of all the stimulants I'm on but you, you could not stay angry or or doubting or or dour or dubious, let alone despondent or downcast. Uh, with all those punk kids running around in their Victor Wembanyama jerseys, or their, uh, you know, did I see a Jabari Smith Jr.? I, I don't know, but these kids were all deep, and they were having too much fun for me to lose it. And all I was doing, thinking about it, was going. Okay, how many close All-Star games did I watch when I was maybe not in a jersey? Well, I did I did get the Pippin All-Star, or not All-Star, I get the Pippin Team USA jersey when I was 12. And then immediately went to grunge. So, but for those couple of months that we wore it, it was, you know, we enjoyed blowout All-Star games. Magic Johnson, blowout All-Star game. Uh, everything except for 2001, blowout All-Star game. The 2003, that is true. That got in, That was that was your classic. Just goof around for three quarters. And I'm not going to pretend that there wasn't better defense. That was the least defended All-Star game I've ever seen, mainly because I did not get to see last year's All-Star game for the first time in my life. Uh, we wrote about it. Uh, so what? So what? So what? We'll do better. We'll figure it out. I didn't want to make a big deal. Again, 3,000 words about the Adam Silver press, or the Adam Silver, uh, A, the press conference on Saturday, which was, which was fun. Sorry for taking the shots of the kid that was laughing at all his jokes, but it was just one of those things where the guy thought, hey, we're all laughing at this stuff, right? And then, no, no, not because we're mean surly sports writers we're all the, the room is full of people that want this thing to work and uh yeah he was he was having a good time 
my favorite thing to do during the uh, Silver Press Conference, because I nailed it on the first one. Oh, and I wish I could remember what it was about. But someone would ask a question, and you'd, just, you'd highlight the talking, try to guess at what the talking point would be, or the, the line. So, like, more competitive than ever, or ah, something. But I nailed it. Whatever the whatever the go-to buzzword was. Again, these are things I could have prepped before the podcast, but I didn't know I'd be talking about the silver silver presser. And then the Sunday passive-aggressive bit. He'll figure it out. He's going to have to grow some teeth. You know, David Stern's big, big, uh, he had jobs for five, six years with the league, maybe even longer. But the big one he had to deal with early on was, uh, hey, hey, we're going to have to put a drug policy in place. Bob Lanier, let's do this. Silver's big early thing was, hey, let's get rid of the owner that no one likes. Let me do the least amount possible after 30 years of tolerating this guy. But as quoted in that tweet, that shows up all blurry no matter how much you try to put the uh, Photoshop on it, or just take it back to the original, uh, games are going to start. There's like 30 games on Thursday and Friday, and we're going to forget about all of it, and we'll be overwhelmed with tortilla soup throwing all over again. And it won't matter until next year in L.A. when we go. I should watch the 2023 All-Star game because I need to know why the Elam ending did not work out. I'd save it for later to watch some, to do something else. And uh, the reaction was so negative that I did not go back and watch it. I think the Elam ending is a terrific idea. Not in basketball. Not that Naismith should have put it in. Uh, just because people are really good at hitting three-pointers now. I'm not anti-three-pointer. This is not Bill Bradley talking. I know in terms of head size, you know, jowl coverage, Bill Bradley and I are pretty much, no pun intended, but neck and neck. Uh, and Bill has been anti three point line forever. Not, not, not me. Not me. Uh, but just cut them. Just cut them a little. Just, just make it so they can't have the idea that you have to go. You get a shot chance at this thing that you can hit forty percent of the time and one hundred twenty points per possession every time. Uh, every time you pull up. And with the defenders so freaked out about it that they're going to try to block it in the third row and you can just shoot them an eyebrow uh, twist and they're going to jump in the air and you get three free throws out of it. So thank you, subscribers, for helping me with all those parking uh, things I had to buy. And uh, thank you for picking your way through the through the All-Star piece and all the other ones. I don't think we've talked since the Krause piece. Thank you for everyone saying nice things about that. Uh, I do not understand why the Bulls haven't, like, what money would it cost? 
in a season where Pat Williams may not come back and Torrey Craig may not come back, to not have a Jerry Krause night where you can just be nice for a night and have Thelma Krause have one night. One night! Because that's two where he got booed. The first Jerry Krause night he was booed, 2007 or three or four, whatever that was. But he is a complicated figure. And the Chicago Bulls screwed up terribly by not going, we will have Thelma Krause there. And, uh, you know, we're not going to keep it real tonight. All right, Chicago, we get it. Mark Randall. No, we understand. Roberto Duenas. None of us wanted Roberto Duenas at 58. There was so much there. This is the point where I don't want to let you go, but I'm going to have to because I must be horrifying at double speed. We're going to try to do this more often. We may have another one tomorrow about all sorts of other notes that we've taken that we don't have time to, or you, you don't want to read us writing about it. Uh, and no one wants to read anymore, so I'm probably going to just end up doing more podcasts uh, along with this. I have to get used to it, and uh, I love talking to everyone here. Pretty soon it's going to be light out during uh, coming up to the 7 o'clock games, and then we're going to spring forward. And it's going to be light out during regular season basketball games, at least for the first half of the Wizards game. We did it. It's almost March. It's almost time to fill out your bracket and your other bracket. And it's time for me to let you go. I love all of you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for reading. Yes, the More to Come image was written by either Donald Fagan or Walter Becker. It is from a Steely Dan song called More to Come, and that is from the actual lyric sheet, and that means a lot to me. And yes, I stole it from Johnny Carson, but I always dug that. We'll talk soon.